0: There's, there's this, this old saying that gender is who you go to bed as and sexuality is who you go to bed with. Society hasn't grasped the idea that like just because you were assigned a sex at birth uh, does not mean that's how your gender identity lines up. The closest thing they have is sexuality, so they tend to equate the two, um, but they're very different.
1: Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 80 of the podcast. 8 0. Fuck, we're like 20 away from 100. Um, I hope you guys are having a fucking fantastic week. Um, Today is a very, very meaningful episode to me for a lot of reasons. One, This is a topic that I have wanted to tackle on the podcast for a very long time, and I could not think of a better human to have on to really dive into so much depth around this and get their perspective around it all. Two... um, Our guest today, Parker Guidry, happens to be somebody that I have known personally in life for a very long time. Um, We navigated college together. Um, They were in the year below me at school. Um, And we have worked together in three productions as actors um, and are actually currently um, working together as love interests um, in the show that I am in rehearsals for at the moment. Um, And so it just feels like just home talking to Parker today and I really really know you are going to feel the same way and just really revel in their honesty vulnerability and um just everything that they are so willing to share and talk about that uh We've never talked about it on the podcast before. Um, and also because today happens to be the last episode of season three, which is bonkers. Um, but if you've been around here and along in these parts for long enough, you know that um, we're about to hit my reg- regularly scheduled uh, break. I take a couple months off and come back in the new year fresh with some really amazing um, episodes for all of you. Um, and I'm really pumped. Um, I like to end my seasons uh, with a bang and with a topic that really hits home uh, for what is transpiring in the world, um, what is transpiring maybe in your hearts, and this subject of gender fluidity and breaking the binary and talking about... What gender really is and how it relates to sexuality and how it doesn't, and all of these things, is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, It's something that I see so many people in my world, especially as an artist, um, navigate, and we need more voices around this. And so I could not think of a better thing to end out Um, this season with and this year with. So, but before we get into that episode, Today's episode is sponsored by my book, I Chopped Off My Tits. Um, If you have been living under a rock, then you know um, or don't know that I wrote a book and it has been live on Amazon um, for a couple of weeks now. Um, You can snag your copy in the show notes or just head over to com forward slash book. Um, But I Chopped Off My Tits is my real AF uh, exploration into my journey with the BRCA1 gene, um, which links directly to breast cancer and my preventative double mastectomy that I had last year, um, as well as navigating fears in an intentional way and deep diving into that, having so many tools in your toolbox, which that each chapter will dive into. um, And it's funny. It's real. It's nitty gritty. No bullshit. And I know that you are going to fucking love it so much. So go snag your copy over at AmandaCatherineLoyd.com forward slash book, or you can head to the show notes to snag your copy today. Okay, so let's get into it. Parker Guidry is a gender-fluid Chicago-based actor and LGBTQ plus advocate. Much of their work on stage and on screen strives to push the boundaries in creating more trans and queer representation. Fuck Yes. Um, They also work for Cision, which is a public relations software company here in Chicago, where they serve as the global co-president and secretary of Pulse, which is Cision's LGBTQ plus employee resource group. Um, And, I know you were going to fall in love with Parker today. Um, so um, all of the ways to get in touch with them are um, in the show notes um, and just follow them for like a light in your life and create more representation in your feed, y'all. Like uh, it's so important. It's so important to bring that awareness to yourself um, and and um, listening to this episode, paying, paying this episode forward to other people and following Parker is just uh, a piece of that puzzle. So without further ado, here we go. Hey Parker, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to have you. You, uh, you guys, I have been like waiting for the day to have Parker on. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, and the craziest thing too is like you have become such an advocate in this space. Um like in the last, I would say like couple of years, especially in Chicago, but certainly like all around. And I know a lot of people are starting to like look to you as like somebody that's just really representing like what it's like to be non-binary and just like be a human. Oh, <laughs> and 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 I know that maybe feel like a lot. I know it's like crazy being in like the public it's eye. Wild, yeah. yeah, it's super weird. But it's also cool because I have known you for a really long time now. Mm-hmm. Parker and I actually went to college together. You were in the year below me, right? In school? Yeah. Just one, yeah, yeah, um, and it's been really cool to like close up and also kind of from afar mm-hmm. watch your journey unfold. Yeah. But I also feel like I don't even know the beginning pieces of it at all. Like, I, I <laughs> there's probably so much in the middle that I'm like, wait, like I'm watching this happen, and like we're sometimes in shows together, so I kind of see bits and pieces <laughs> of it up close, and then it's like, whoa, like where did this go? And um, and I think that this is um a, a I don't know, a subject and a topic that a lot of people shy away from having conversations around. Okay. And I'm sure you're probably tired of having them, so I so appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, please, never, 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 never tired of Well, that's good it. to no. hear, because I, I don't know, I feel like, as somebody, I feel like I would be very, very tired of constantly advocating for that, and constantly being, like, having to, I don't know, um... <sighs> help other people understand something that is that from, I I imagine from your perspective feels so innate. Right. And so grounded in truth. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, no, I mean like it's, it's weird. It's tiresome when it becomes, um, a conversation about like validating who I am, mm. um, and like it, it, it's tiresome when it feels like I have to prove myself. But it, I never get tired of just like openly talking about it and having a discussion. Yeah, because um, that is something that I feel like uh, needs to happen more often, and people mm-hmm. should be more comfortable to talk about. I um, agree. So in that regard, I never get tired of. It. I'm always like, yeah, let's talk about gender. Yeah. Um, but when it's people going, I'm not so sure. And it's like the onus is on me to like prove sure. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. But yeah. I still do it sometimes.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I think, that's, I think that's huge. And I love that. And you all know that that's everything we do is on this podcast is talk about things that people don't talk about and are unwilling to have conversations around. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. that. Like, let's break the stigma around all of these things and just have open dialogue and conversation. So whether you're coming into this having so much knowledge around gender and the fluidity that is around that. Or maybe you're like, the fuck is non-binary? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> like, I implore you um, and empower you to have a really open mind today and just, like, also gut-check yourself when you're feeling like, ooh, that makes me uncomfy, or, oh, yeah, I get that, um, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so before we get into, like, all the, the, the goods, I would love mm-hmm. to just hear, like, your... Coming out journey because I know that there's been a lot of pieces yeah. to that, there, and I yes. and I think that that's been a really beautiful thing to watch <clears throat> unfold from afar. So yeah, like what's been your your journey with all of this? Um,
0: well, I think it obviously starts from coming out as as gay first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in South Louisiana uh, and moved here uh, to, moved here to Chicago in 2010, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like kind of in the closet when I was in high school, kind of not. Um,
1: What does it mean to be kind of in the closet?
0: Kind of in the closet (laughs) means...
1: (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean, Parker?
0: (laughs) So kind of in the closet means that I was in high school, but I went to a Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, I'm gay. And then life was kind of shitty for a while. So I was like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Um... And then I uh, went back in the closet for a little bit for my senior year and then I moved to Chicago and I was like,
1: I'm gay again! Here we are!
0: Um, so that's that. Uh, I mean, and and that was, you know, has kind of been an, an unfolding journey of obviously being in theater and, and going to a theater school is um, is a, a much more open environment yeah. than going to Catholic school sure um, but, you think? But, but, but like a lot of programs I think like you know being you know being an actor and going to school for for musical theater is a uh, kind of a doorway to learn how to express yourself mm. to a certain extent yeah for sure um and then uh, so so yes so um, as far as like my coming out with as as uh, gender fluid, non-binary, um, I sort of, uh, I guess it all started when I, I mean, it's again through theater, um, I was in a musical called Triassic Park, um, <laughs> which is a parody of Jurassic Park, but from the dinosaurs'
1: perspective. I remember this.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, and so, I, I, I mean, like, we all kind of think about Jurassic Park but we don't really remember like the the crux of it of the story is that like they breed all of the dinosaurs to be female mm. and then one of them like because of the genetic frog or the frog DNA that they use yeah. one of them like turns into a male dinosaur and oh, so yeah. like so that it was like that story but from the dinosaur's perspective um and so that sort of opened my eyes a little bit more to, I played the velociraptor of innocence who like um, sort of like uh, goes through this journey of um, discovering themselves. And that's when I was kind of like, Oh, like there are more options. Mm. And, and there's so much more to being your gender than like what parts you are born with. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, but you know, like still testing the waters. Um, it's, it's kind of scary to, to, to come out in any way, shape or form as an actor, because, uh, there's this idea that like, you won't ever be considered for like other roles and you'll, and so, um, I think like one of the biggest, unsolicited pieces of advice that I've ever gotten in my career (laughs) is um you know like be careful not to take too many gay roles be careful not to Mm. take too many queer roles because um you don't want to pigeonhole yourself but um that's the majority of my career (laughs) has been anyway and it's been great so I'm not I'm not uh at a loss necessarily but anyway um so then after Triassic Park I did Priscilla Queen of the Desert um which is a musical based off of the movie. Um, And uh, I became really close friends with Honey West, who is a trans woman and activist and actor here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, just talking with her and being with the cast of all of these people of differing identities uh, sort of made me feel a lot more comfortable in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And after doing that show for, you know, I think we rehearsed for two months and we ran for three months. So, you know, almost a half a year um, of my life. I was like, you know, I'm gender fluid. Um, And uh, I, you know, spent a lot of time kind of figuring out what that meant for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, because I, I knew I knew that um, I wasn't like male in the sense that you know the stereotypical man is sure um, but I, I didn't quite know what I was <laughs> so I was like I'm fluid because I don't know um, mm-hmm. and so because the more we think about it, the gender is so much, um, gender is so much more than like our parts or even like our chromosomes or anything like that. It's how we interact with each other. It, you know, defines, um, who we feel comfortable with. It defines, uh, how we, res- who we respect and how we respect them and, the roles that we expect them to play in our lives and in the lives of others. And it's, and gender affects so many different aspects of our lives Mm. that, um, when you sit there and break it down, even people who are cisgender might be like, Oh, well, I'm more traditionally masculine in this way, but I'm more traditionally feminine in this way. Um, and the more you sit there and, and think about it, um, Cause you know, not every, not every man is like a,
1: yeah. you know, tough guy, tough guy
0: like, macho, ma- yeah, yeah. womanizer, I like sports, goes hunting and beer. does sports.
1: Beer good.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was never, I was never that.
1: You weren't really? Never. Oh, never. what a concept.
0: I know. I know. It's hard to believe, <laughs> uh, about me, but, um, but, but, uh, in, in that regard, because not every man is like that, you know, you can look at the different aspects of your life and be like, oh, these are the ways in which maybe I'm not as masculine as, you know, one might expect. Mm-hmm. And these are the ways that I'm more feminine than one might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the variables in what gender is and what it can be are so many, um, the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I was like, you know, I don't particularly ascribe to a lot of these things at any one given time. Yeah. Or, you know, or even for long periods of time, I'm kind of always in flux. Sure. (laughs) Um, and so the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yes, um, I'm, I'm gender fluid and, um, And I just kind of, you know, identify with all all different levels on the spectrum of gender. Um, And uh, then it came time, shortly after, to because then the next question is is like, what are your pronouns? Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, and that actually took me a very long time to uh, to like. Think on and confidently come out mm-hmm. with, because I don't know. To me, that felt as sort of like the the deciding like, this is who I am, and this is and like if if I tell people what my pronouns are, I have to know every single aspect of who I am and sure. be ready to regurgitate it at a moment's notice for right. anyone who asks. <laughs> and that was like
1: ah. scary, yeah, um, for sure.
0: So. It wasn't until I, I, I used to say like, oh, you know, my pronouns are they, them, or he, him, or, or anything used with respect. Mm. Um, and I still say that for the most part. You know, I'm I'm not, uh, I'm not incredibly picky about pronouns unless you're directly using them to like deny who I am as a person. Mm. Like there's a difference mm. if you just like refer to me as he um casually without thinking about it and, and, like, referring to me as he in order to deny sure. my identity. Yeah. Um, but when I... So last year, I signed on to... Uh, I worked for a company called Scission. We are a uh, software company that runs software for people in the public relations industry. Um, I signed on to be our uh, global... Uh, secretary and later co-president for our employee resource group for LGBTQ employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And suddenly, you know, my name and my identity was going to be on these emails and lists that were being blasted to a global company and and, uh, saying, oh, just use whatever pronouns, um, suddenly became more difficult, yeah uh, because we were we were already doing the work to introduce people to the idea of transgender people and uh, gender variant people, and so it was very to just to just jump in on the deep end and say like, um, use whatever pronouns when there are people who didn't even understand that pronouns were a thing right uh it was complicated so. Um, that was a moment that I had to be like, okay, um, well, personally, my, I'd sit down and think and be like my, the pronouns that I feel most comfortable with and the pronouns that make me feel the most seen, are they them? Um, and because pronouns are kind of, they're, they're multi-purpose. They're for the person that they belong to first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, as like a an identifier of who they are um but they're also for everyone else to give them a bit of a roadmap of how to speak with and interact that with that person um and so when I started thinking about it that way I was like yes I can't just give people who've never met me um free reign to just use whatever pronouns like they, like they know. Um, so that's a long story of (laughs) how I came out, um, in that way. Um, and how
1: long ago was it that you like owned your identity as non-binary?
0: Oh, so we did Priscilla in 2016, 2017 because it was, ah, yes, it was right after the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a lot of uh, meditation Mm -hmm. involved um, and self-exploration. And so it was in probably March or April of that year where I uh, came out and and I first came out to my partner, Royan, who is wonderful. Um, and I was like, I think this is who I am. Mm. And like, I don't really know how do you how to refer to me because like, we only have boyfriend and girlfriend as terms for people who are in a relationship, but I don't really identify as a boy. So I don't know. And I was like, I'm trying to figure it out, but I hope it's okay. And he was very much like, yeah, just let me know. I still love you. Mm. and um very blessed for that yeah um, I
1: was gonna say like I and I think it's I imagine it's so it's so different for, for everyone going through that process whether you're single or in a partnership but like navigating that process of saying like this is I'm realizing this is a different thing and everything that you've known me as before is now maybe changing a little bit and I'm still me yeah but yeah but but also like this is changing and how are you with this? You know?
0: Yeah. Um, And it's like,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and you know, it's, it's, I I came out to Royan and I came out to a few of my close friends. Um, and then I like made a Facebook post about it because I'm a loud person. (laughs) And also just like to, uh, I don't know. I like to talk about things like that because, again, I don't feel like I feel like I maybe struggle with it longer than I needed to. Mm. Um, And the best way to to prevent that happening for somebody else is to normalize talking about it. Hundred percent. I so that's was kind of the impetus for going on social media and being like, Hey world, this is yeah. uh, a new facet of me that maybe you don't know. We're, yeah. And this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah.
1: I love that. W- what do you, so I feel like fluidity and sexuality is something that I still think is taboo for a lot of people to talk about, oh, but yeah. it's a lot more like known quote unquote in society. Like it's a lot more understood that it's, you know, like most people are not like all the way straight or all the way gay. Like we Mm -hmm. live somewhere in the middle um, Mm -hmm. and it's very fluid. But like most people, especially like a couple years ago, I think it's starting to change and I'm loving that. But most people do have not seen gender as a fluid concept at all. It's very black and white. It's very binary. So like, why do you think why do you think it's so different? Like why do you think people have such a hard time around the gender piece versus the like the sexuality piece? Um well
0: I think a lot of people like confuse the two a lot because in a way they are so tied they're they're very much related. Yes. Um but they're not the same. Yeah. Um and I think because It always comes down to, which is so strange as a society who like for sex to be so taboo that for so many things comes down to our genitals, but, um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's like, we all have them. Like, why are we not talking about this openly?
0: Um, but you know, gender is there's, there's this, this old saying that gender is who you go to bed as. And sexuality is who you go to bed with. Um, and I think because society as a whole hasn't fully grasped the concept of, um, just being the, hold on. How am I, how am I going to put this? Um, Society hasn't grasped the idea that, like, just because you were assigned a sex at birth, uh, does not mean that's how your gender identity lines up. Yeah. Um, and so the closest the closest thing that people have to understanding that is sexual orientation. I'm making a Libra scale with my hands. I love it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The closest thing they have is sexuality. So they tend to equate the two, Um, Mm. but they're very different. Um, You know, with sexuality, we've, we've, you know, we have obviously there's heterosexual, there's homosexual. People are gay or lesbian or bisexual. Now that we have uh, more mainstream gender identities, people are coming out as pansexual,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, or asexual, I'm my fists. or
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> demisexual. We talk demisexual. about this a lot, you guys. Oh gosh, what's the episode number? Let me find it real quick. But um, there's a we did an episode a while back on um, is like how fluid is sexuality anyway. I think is what it's called. Um, I think it's episode sixty. Boop 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 boop. It's sixty four. Yeah. So check that out. I'll put that in the show notes for you guys too, if you want Mm -hmm. to mix the two because I think they go so well together.
0: Um. Well, since you already talked about that, no. (laughs) Um. But. with gender there's, you know, we've, we've slowly come from, okay. People, you know, people say, you know, born male or born female or biologically. Yeah. And it's kind of like, those are really sticky ways to think about it. And so a lot of people in the trans community, uh, like to, you know, refer to it as, uh, assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth. Um, mm. also like shortened to AFAB or AMAB. Mm. um, and that's, and, that, and and for the most part, that's a lot more accurate because even with genitals and chromosomes and whatnot, there are still, there's still a variant in there. A lot of people who are known as intersex uh, mm-hmm. who maybe um, have ovaries, but have a penis or like have a penis or have two or an XX and a Y chromosome instead of just yeah. two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or, you know, there are all different kinds of variables. And so it, it, when you think about it that way, it's like, just because you have a penis doesn't mean you're a man. And just because yeah. you are a vagina doesn't mean you're a woman. And so um, we have those variables. And then when transgender people really started to become more uh, accepted into the mainstream um, and talked about, uh, more openly uh, and with less stigma, um, it sort of became this idea that that gender was still a binary that you were either you know if you were mm-hmm. trans you were either you know assigned male at birth, but you are a woman mm-hmm. or you were assigned female at birth and you were a man um, yeah for sure and slowly but surely uh, as we learned about different cultures uh other than Western cultures that have yeah. Uh, multiple genders, Mm. Um, we've sort of come into this understanding that trans is more of an umbrella term Mm. for anyone who doesn't identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth. Sure. Um, And so, uh, you know, you can be non-binary, you can be gender fluid, you could be gender queer, you could be agender, you could be... um,
1: Oh, interesting. I've, I've never heard it said that way before that trans is like the umbrella. So would you then consider yourself trans?
0: Yes. So
1: Um, I didn't know that. Okay.
0: Yes. And so that, um, that I was, I mean, that was another big thing that I struggled with, uh, because I was like, well, I'm not trans because like, um, for, for a long time I was like, I'm not trans because I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have to identify as a woman um and I don't plan on undergoing any surgeries or hormone sure. therapies.
1: Sure. Yeah, that. and change completely actually, like shifting that from a right. bodily and like standpoint. Yeah.
0: Right. And that's actually like a very uh harmful way of viewing trans women because um and and I didn't know that at the time and and you know through education and studying yeah. and things like that. Um there's no like one correct way to be trans right other than to authentically be yourself Mm. um and so there are plenty of trans people who go through hormone therapy who you know have surgeries and there are plenty who don't and
1: and don't ever want to
0: and don't ever want to and regardless of whether their gender identity is female or male or non-binary or, mm. um, across a spectrum, uh, identifying any one way does not mean you have to do this, that, or the other
1: mm. in
0: order to, in order, there's no, it's not like,
1: prescriptive.
0: Check, yeah, there's, there's no like check box right. that you have to, a list yeah. of things that you have requirements that you have to meet to get your trans card.
1: Yeah. Um, how interesting because in the in mainstream media like it's almost exclusively it's very cut and dry. yes it's it is black and white which is so ironic
0: mm-hmm. I know
1: yeah mm-hmm. and and so I I mean even as somebody who's very like I'm not personally in that world but I am surrounding that world by being an actor and being surrounded by so many like queer trans non-binary and everyone in between. Um, I I didn't know that. Like, I genuinely didn't know that. Um, that trans is like an umbrella term. Yeah. Um, I I was gonna ask you like, what's the difference between non-binary and trans? And I think surprise, that's, <laughs> surprise, no, but it's great. And I think that that's that's such a beautiful revelation for me. Even um, being in this world, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is bonkers. Like that it, that there, like you said, there is not there is just not a lot of conversation around this to have right. to even have the language. And I remember when. I started having friends, like, coming out as non-binary and trans and beyond, like, from a – just a grammatical standpoint and, like, a a habitual standpoint. Like, as somebody who is so inclusive and so wanting to just make sure everyone feels supported, it was hard for me to, like, take that step and make sure that I was – asking the question of like, what pronouns would you prefer? And then implementing that, you know, and like actually having to like check myself and be like, oh, if I'd say the wrong thing, like, what do I say? And I think that's what a lot of people wonder. It's like, well, like, okay, fine. I want to be supportive of your decision to use the pronouns they, them, because that feels most yours. But what if I fuck up, right? Like, what if I say she, what if I say he, and it's not, you know, like, what do I say then? Like, is there a, is there a right thing to say? <laughs>
0: um, well, so so um, quick backtrack. Yeah, to, back it up. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that like there's a there's a common phrase uh, like "What are your pr- preferred pronouns?" Mm-hmm. Um, that people use a lot, um, and uh, that actually is kind of like. Not a great way to ask that Great. Question. So
1: I'm even fucking up. Great. <laughs> Love
0: it. Um, so what is
1: what is a good yeah, way to navigate this,
0: that? Um, I would just ask, like, what are your pronouns? Just what are your um, pronouns? Because preferred cool. pronouns gives the uh, connotation that they're, like, not your actual pronouns. Oh,
1: sure, sure, sure.
0: Um, And so it's... What it, about it's, for
1: people, though, who, like... Because I have a few friends who... For, for them it's either they them or she her or they them mm-hmm. or he him and it's not mm-hmm. one or the other right and so, so so for me it's like okay well of those do you have a preference
0: well that that's fine um okay like you know if if you are close enough with that person to ask them if if they feel comfortable first Telling you their pronouns in the first place, sure, and sure, sure. and there are a variable of, of, of uh, a cop. You know, maybe yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. bunch, maybe there's a few.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you're like, then it's okay for you to ask. Well, which would you prefer me to use? Correct. Okay. Um, because in in that case, it would be like a preference situation. Yeah. But like in general, if you're meeting a stranger,
1: right, you're not going to be like, "What you are, are your preferred pronouns, pronouns?" I wouldn't
0: say, "What are your preferred pronouns?" No, that's Just good. Less. Um. In regards to using the wrong pronouns or what's uh, commonly referenced as misgendering, Mm -hmm. um, if you misgender someone, I would say the best thing to do is just, like, if you catch yourself in the moment, just be like, sorry, use the correct pronoun and move on. Like, don't make a big deal out of it. Um, Don't, you know, go into this lengthy apology um because ultimately that puts whoever you're talking to in the position of making you feel better about fucking up their pronouns Mm. um rather than like actually just like apologizing moving on and correcting your behavior in the future
1: yeah for sure
0: um so with with that in mind because because a lot of different people handle being misgendered very differently
1: Well yeah, I know shit, you're all different humans.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so
1: (laughs) I know, but what a concept.
0: All of the trans people are not the same. The
1: same? What?
0: Um, But Yes, so like me, I'm kind of like, if if it's a constant issue, I'll address it. But for the most part, if you just offhand accidentally use the wrong pronouns, I generally won't if I do correct you, it'll probably be later. Yeah. Um, but it will never be in the moment, and I I truly truly hate when people make a scene about it because sure. it feels very like um feel very vulnerable in those moments, and mm. and sometimes I don't I'm not ready to feel vulnerable in a group of people, especially if it's it's mostly if it's in a group of people. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um. That being said, if someone does correct you on your pronouns, um, something that I've noticed is I once did it and someone said, thank you, instead of I'm mm. sorry. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean just that, just that little, um,
1: it's like, thank you for helping thank me you. Yeah. learn um, and educate myself on this.
0: Yeah. That like fully flipped mm. how like my interactions cha- with them change because it, was, it wasn't this like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I won't ever do it again. Mom, mom mom, Please forgive me. It was like, yeah, thank you. I will do better next time. Mm.
1: Um, it was them taking ownership.
0: Yeah. And and if a, if a trans person like feels comfortable enough with you to correct you on your pronouns, that's probably a good sign because it means that they want to continue having a relationship with you right. rather than just like letting it go and right. hoping to never see you again. Right.
1: <laughs> I love that. Okay. I want to pivot for a second because I've been seeing this popping up more and I, I personally love this. Um, and I, and it's that like new parents are starting to, um, not assign their babies like Mm -hmm. a gender at birth and just calling them, they, them, like Mm -hmm. until they're in a space to vocalize and advocate for themselves and make a decision that feels aligned for them. Like, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, you know, I truly have no idea. <laughs> sure. Um, it, it is cool to me in a way. Um, I, at the same time, uh, I feel like giving a child they them pronouns is, is just as much giving them. Uh, an assigned gender as anything else even though it's it's generally uh, assumed to you know they them is is a gender neutral term Mm -hmm. um and maybe if society were more comfortable with they them pronouns it
1: would be
0: uh it would be a different story um but the best the best situation that i've come upon in in raising children in regards to gender is um there's this family that runs a blog and I forget what it's called because I follow too many um (laughs) but uh they for for their children they you know like as 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 early as they can they'll say these are what pronouns are these are um the ones that people will probably assume you use yeah and we will use these pronoun whatever their assigned gender is you know like they've said like this is what you know the doctor said you were based on this information that we have about you like mm-hmm. um but you are allowed to tell us that that's not right at yeah. any time
1: yeah so it's a more of an education early yes. on education experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. you know, we will use these pronouns because it's generally more um it's it's more easily accessible because other, you know, all the kids you go to school with are probably not going to know,
1: yeah,
0: understand uh gender neutral pronouns um and your teachers and all of that stuff and they were like, but if at any time you decide that you, that your pronouns are different, we will immediately make that swap and we will help you in whatever classroom yeah. situation or anything you need to, um, to like align with that identity. Yeah. Um, I mean, so that, that's what I would say in that regard. I, I feel like I, I worry that giving that raising a child with they them pronouns um, could potentially put a lot of stress on that child for explaining it to people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at such a young age. Yeah. But you know, I mean, all children are different. You know, I was I I felt grown up when I was. Thirteen. Not. I mean, I wasn't,
1: but I felt it for (laughs) sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's just. I think it's so interesting, and 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 obviously, I don't have kids, but I. I can't. You know, I I have found myself like going to baby showers and or seeing people's like gender announcements. You know, which are Mm. so like. Yeah, it's a boy. It's a girl. Like, let's They've have They've gotten clue. so let's have... big
0: lately. And maybe that's just because they I'm finally at an really age where, have, though. where my friends are, are <laughs> yeah. having children. Maybe that's what it is.
1: Yeah. But I like, you know, I mean, my one of my closest friends um, gave birth to a baby boy a few months ago. And, like, I threw her... Uh, a smash the patriarchy <laughs> theme right. baby shower where there was no sense of like color everything was gender neutral. I just I was like I can't I don't know like I just couldn't wrap my head around it and it just being so black and white or I guess blue and pink. If we want to get technical on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was just curious your thoughts around that because I've I've seen that pop up a little bit um, and I just yeah. I found that really fascinating.
0: I think in a perfect world, that's fantastic. Yeah, um, we
1: just don't live in that world.
0: <laughs> we just don't live in that world. And I and and as someone who's been put in the position of having to navigate those situations with people who yeah um are um not ready to accept that information or maybe hostile towards that situation to put a to put a child there makes me
1: nervous. Mm, sure putting
0: another adult there is nervous. Yeah, so um yeah however that being said raising a child without any expectations for their gender I think is also is a beautiful the, the, thing. like the key yeah um sure. you know saying you can be whatever I want you you can be whoever you want yeah. um I have some really good friends who have a young boy um um and he loves to paint his nails and he loves like princesses and uh what's that show age of age of ultron which i think is like robots uh, <laughs> i was like i don't know what that <laughs> is i haven't i haven't been a nanny in so long i'm so out of touch with kids <laughs> shows now um he he it's like it's like all his interests are all over the place
1: yeah which is beautiful
0: um you know his favorite color is pink um uses he him pronouns has never felt the need to
1: change that up I, yeah
0: um to enter that conversation but also his parents are like this is all of the different types of people you know like these are all of you know anyone you can be whoever you want to be and you let us know if there's something new about you that you'd like to share and and that I think is truly beautiful because um you know and and they've also like shared their struggles with it online about how I think it was just the past year. I think he's in like first or second grade. This past year was the first year that he came home upset that somebody had made fun of him for painting his nails. Yeah. Um, And the like struggle that they were like, oh, you read about it online and all these other parenting blogs.
1: But then then when it happens
0: to your child, it's this like, this crazy, you're at a loss because you want to protect them, but you don't know how. You want to fight their battles, but you really can't can't, to a certain extent.
1: Um oh my gosh, I can't even imagine being a, being no, a parent fastball. sounds like crazy balls. <laughs> okay, I'm I curious. Would love to
0: do it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anytime soon.
1: I'm curious, what is it what has it been like for you existing as a non binary trans person in this world, like where gender is so defined? Like what is what is that what has that experience been like for you?
0: <sighs> um <laughs> it's been eye-opening to see like the ways in which gender influences like even the most random minute uh ways like what that we interact with people it and it affects um well let's see um I so when I first started my job um as a I was a I'm a, a researcher, so I wasn't even, like, um, I wasn't in the position that I'm in now. Um, you know, I, when I interviewed, I was, like, identify as gender fluid, and I want to um, find a job. It's very important to me to find a job that will allow me to dress in a way and present in a way that aligns with that gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that they didn't have any, like, gendered... Um,
1: dress code.
0: Dress code. Um and so and they were like yeah sure totally whatever mm-hmm. um and then a few months in I got called in and they were like hey um we noticed that this top you're wearing is like uh shows a little too much of your shoulders um and we uh and and we just you know wanted to let you know that that's like not really okay. And I was like, "That's weird," because I noticed these these other women wearing
1: like tank tops. this
0: very similar top.
1: Yeah,
0: um, you know, if, you know, I would consider mine to be a little more conservative. Um, and mm. when I when I brought that up to our HR department to the person who had brought me into her office, they were all kind of like, "Oh," because it's for some reason more noticeable on someone that they still technically see as male, Mm. um, than a woman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so like, it, it, it was like, if we're all showing, you know, if we're showing inappropriate levels of shoulder blades, um, uh, then that's one thing, but, policing it has to kind of be even across the board 100%, and, yeah. and you know and so and and it was and it wasn't out of spite or maliciousness or anything like that it was because we have just been conditioned to seeing women in clothing styles that are different yeah than the way we're used to seeing men and so whenever you blend the two um people are kind of like ah um Let's see, what else? I mean, obviously there are bathrooms. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, what, how do you interact with that?
0: So um, I generally, it's, it's always like, I, I'm, I'm always aware of where I'm going, um, what I'm going to be wearing, who I'm going to be going with, um, and like where the best place to use a bathroom is mm-hmm. in this new place, in this place at all um so do they have it's it's kind of like it's like a checklist it's like do they have single user bathrooms yeah great then that's not then that's not a problem will i be with people that i feel safe with um great then that's not a problem yeah um it when it gets to like oh they only have a men's and a women's restroom it's like okay um what are the stalls like? Is there a line? Is there a better time to go? It's where there aren't a lot of people in the bathroom? Um, mm-hmm. Who am I with? Is one of them comfortable coming to the bathroom with me just so that I'm not alone? Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then it's the battle of which bathroom you to go in. Yeah. Um, because it's honestly... And this has happened to me a lot of times, and it's kind of terrifying. No matter what, um, if I'm like wearing heels, mm. and I walk into, I could even be wearing like a pair of heels, but like a t-shirt and jeans, you know, like some heeled boots or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the sound that heels makes Make, on a bathroom floor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I walk into a men's bathroom and that's the sound that they hear, they all turn and look at me. Mm. And it's it's like um sometimes it's a look of like sometimes it's like I can tell they're like, "Oh fuck, am I in the wrong bathroom?" Sure. Um and sometimes it's, you know, um m- you know, more than that. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they're off, but sometimes they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had people in the bathroom be like, what are you wearing? Uh, and, um, so, and so it's that, or I go into the women's restroom and uh, more often than not, he that's women will uh because in life women are conditioned to be afraid sure um for their safety because that's (laughs) the culture that we live in (laughs) yeah (laughs) um if i go into a women's restroom um they're more likely to maybe tell a manager Mm. or like um get scared and leave or, you know, like if they feel like I don't belong there, Sure. that being said, generally women seem to be more understanding of the struggle of needing to use the bathroom yeah, and like using it where you can.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but at the same time, it's just different. It's different. And it's always a toss up yeah. as to like what to do.
1: Yeah. So, how is it like existing in a in a in a partnership in the in a world where you identify in this in this way? Because does Royan identify as non-binary? Royan's
0: cisgender. Okay. Royan's male. Yes. Um, and a lot of a lot of people ask because Royan also does drag. Yeah. Um, That's And what I so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so you know when when Royan is gender fuck which is which is his drag persona Mm -hmm. um Jen's pronouns are she her Jen uh is a woman and is you know fabulous and glorious in all of his ways
1: yeah
0: um and I love her and I cry every time she performs (laughs) (laughs) um and in in regular everyday life um Royan is male and even even sometimes when Royan, you know, will wear lipstick or you know some simple eye makeup, mm-hmm. um, and like jeans and a sweater, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Royan is, is still a male, yeah, um, because he's just comfortable in that gender and doesn't see his presentation
1: as impacting that.
0: As impacting that, right? Um, but anyway, so being in a partner, um, I mean, I got really lucky because I've I've known people to to be in in partnerships where they come out as a as a different gender than what their partners originally thought mm. when they started dating, yeah. um, and they were like, "Oh, well, I'm not attracted to." that gender so I can't be Be
1: with you yeah
0: um which is hard that sucks yeah that's rough uh and so um it's kind of I I was scared at first to tell Ryan, um but he's an angel so he was like no it's okay you be you um and just like let me know Mm -hmm. um and is very, you know, adamant about using my pronouns was the first person to be like, okay, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, change how I talk about you and, 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 you know, say that, um, and, uh, you know, we started, it, it, it became all of these, you know, cause we used to call each other like my man, my boyfriend, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. And that slowly changed to, you know, like other nicknames that we have for each other or, um, we, we generally say partner now yeah. whenever we're like introducing each other. I don't know what we're going to say, uh, when we get married cause I don't like the term spouse.
1: You <laughs> just still say partner.
0: Yeah. I'll probably yeah. still say partner. Yeah. Um, I'd just be like, we're married. Yeah. Uh, I say that with
1: Kev all the time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: have you noticed that the way that people interact with you when you are out with Ryan has changed since you've come out?
0: I wouldn't say so
1: necessarily,
0: um, but i like to I like to think that I surround myself with really great people. Yeah, so, you're very lucky. Um, yeah. So in that regard. I don't think, I don't, That's that hasn't been an issue. Has
1: it been different with your family? Because you come from a very conservative background, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: that I do. Yeah. Um, actually, my family and I have not had the discussion around my gender. Um, every, you know, whenever I'm with them, uh, which is sadly not often, but whenever I'm with them, uh you know they still refer to me as their son Mm. uh they still refer to me with he him pronouns um and uh I mean they're uncomfortable with me being gay so I've had the I've had a very difficult time feeling good about telling them hey by the way um
1: so they don't know you know
0: I don't (laughs) I don't we don't talk about it yeah and I think that's the thing you know uh There was one point where I I tried to to breach the conversation,
1: yeah, and
0: it very quickly went into a direction that I didn't want to go in. Sure. So I was just like,
1: we're "Done. Not let's, <laughs> just, let's just stop to this. Sure, sure.
0: Let's, sure. Just, let's just stop while we're behind." Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, they are uncomfortable with me being. Yeah, I said that yeah. already. Um. So yeah. So in that regard. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, sure. my a lot of my family it, are friends with me on Facebook and social media. Um,
1: they must. My dad, something. my dad,
0: and I are not friends. Sure. <laughs> um, but sure. but my mom and I are. Sure. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I'm kind of like at some point they must they must know on some level.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. But it's not something we've ever talked about.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, um, in a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was assaulted on the street. Um, and that was very scary for me. And, uh, When I was telling my parents, I like waited to tell them because I didn't know how I was going to tell them um when I finally told them the next day because I was like having panic attacks, yeah um my my dad was like, "Well, how did they because it was I mean not to go into too much detail in case anyone you know is very sensitive on this topic it's uh this guy." I was, I was wearing a beautiful seafoam green duster and high heels, um, uh, walking down the street because it was spring and I was feeling fantastic. (laughs) Uh, and this man, uh, used a bunch of, uh, homophobic and transphobic slurs at me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I was explaining this to my parents and my dad was like, well, how did he even know? And I, and, and I could tell my mom instantly knew mm. that it was like, because of the way I was dressed. Sure. Um, and so that was a, that was a, an interesting conversation to be like, well, pop, cause I call my dad Papa cause I'm Cajun. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, pop, uh, the way that I dress is, is very, um, loud and indicative of who I am um and and that was kind of like it yeah <laughs> how we just kind of like talked about it and then uh that was it and then like the next day my mom was my mom texted me about being prudent with my mm. with my uh choices sure. in in she didn't. She didn't really like tell. She didn't specifically say.
1: in like, be And how
0: I dress, but she yeah. was. But it was very like clear. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. That being said, Royan's parents are quite lovely. <laughs> um, I don't think any. I don't think any of his family. Uh, I mean, they see a lot of me through our relationship on on social media and things like that. Yeah. Um you know, Royan uses they them pronouns around them. I don't think any of them fully grasp have a grasp on non-binary pronouns, sure. but they also um they also don't deny that it's a part of who I am. Yeah. Like Royan's mom was going through all of her shoes, uh, her old shoes, because she has a she has a lot of them. She's like me. Um <laughs> and loves shoes. And Royan's ad was like oh I bet Parker would love those if like you had any uh any in his size um and for, I mean for me personally I was like that is a a prime example of like using he him pronouns but also not not um Doing it maliciously in, yeah not letting it's not malicious it's it's not even in denial of yeah. who I am it's just like they, they know me as me. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, if I felt like really enforcing pronouns with them, I would talk to you them about could, it, but it, yeah, it, it's, sure. it's not worth the energy for me. So,
1: yeah. 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 I really appreciate you sharing that. Cause I, I know that like you were the most, po- you are such a positive human, but I know that there's like a lot that comes with this and existing. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and open about that. Um, before we get into the fast fun questions at the end, I do have one question to kind of flip mm-hmm. things for a second, which is Yes, like, sorry,
0: I talked for a long time. No, 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 you're now. good. because
1: <laughs> I love this. And I, I, I'm glad we went a little over cause I really, I think this is such an important conversation and I just really think like I could have ha- asked for no one better to come on the podcast than Thank you. you. So, Thank you. um, but okay, to flip it, like what gifts has identifying as non-binary and trans and like being in this world and this space, like given you.
0: Oh, oh my goodness! Okay, so um A, it has opened me to loving and appreciating myself in ways that I didn't I wasn't fully aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has helped me to like deepen my friendships. Um, and my relationships with many people, um, and, and not just my, my friends who are also trans, but my, my friends who are cis, um, because, um, it's like anything when you, when you learn more about people and about yourself, you sort of strengthen that bond. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's that aspect to it, um, there's this uh, a a joy and a and a confidence and mm-hmm. a um, a release to be able to be like this is who I am mm-hmm. and um, maybe that'll change um, and maybe you don't like it but that doesn't matter. <laughs> To me. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's not an easy place to get to. Um, I think that's the other thing. It's like, I'm much stronger for it, mm. you know? Um, and maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the best gift is mm. that um, the options were coming out and owning who I am or staying in the closet and i mean i can't imagine i would do anything but i would end up in any other position other than resenting that decision
1: yeah
0: um and that's a very toxic life to yeah, live for sure um and so to take you know a leap of faith and and again i'm very privileged and have a lot of um, a lot of things in my life that allow me to be who I am openly yeah. um, and and for the most part safely yeah um you know i you know am white and uh come from a, a middle class family who supported me in many ways, not always, but many ways, Mm -hmm. um, have a good education. I have a full time job that, you know, supports me. You're in in communities
1: that are open. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I have a loving partner. I have loving friends, um, who, and so all of that plays into the, uh, the accessibility of my identity in public. Uh, and 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 the comfort levels that I have of being myself, yeah um I'm very lucky to have all that. not everyone has that yeah um but for me personally, I think the biggest gift is to come from owning myself is it's not even having a i wouldn't even describe it as having a thick skin it's just like being truly strong enough to Say, this is who I am, and and that's what matters to me. Mm. Um, and letting that sort of that confidence and that strength bleed into other aspects of my life and my career and my yeah, you know everything else. Um,
1: it's been so beautiful to witness. For the record, well, thank like, you. Like, it's it's been really gorgeous to just watch you step into who you are, and the. Just the pure, like grounded, like confident, joyful nature that exists. It's like night and day from knowing you in college to now. It's truly like a different person is in front of me.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, in college, I mean, that's 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 one of the tricky things about being in an industry where you're. You know, constantly trying to be someone else.
1: Yeah,
0: is that you are <laughs> trying to be someone else? Oh, yeah, what a concept!
1: Um, it's so weird. <laughs>
0: um, we oh, and so you're trying to be the someone else that's marketable, and
1: yep. and
0: and yep. all of these other crazy things. Um, and so I think all through school, I was like, you know, I I I can be gay but I can't be one of those gays sure um and you know I can be this person but I have to be able to not be this person when it's required of me and so all of you know like all of the emphasis on hiding all of that versus the freedom of being like I'm not gonna hide it like I'm still an actor and I'm still a good one yeah um (laughs) Uh, I'm just not, you know, if, if you have any hangups with who I am off stage, then that's on you. (laughs) Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. You ready to do some fun, fast questions? Okay. Yes. Okay. If you had to do one thing on repeat for 30 days, what would it be and why?
0: Um, listen to Beyonce because I already do that.
1: Yes. I know that's <laughs> going to be your answer. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite holiday tradition?
0: Oh, okay. Black Friday is my favorite day of the year. Um, as you can see, I'm already decorated for Christmas. Yeah.
1: There's so many Christmas decorations around Parker right now. There
0: are. There are. Um, I, Black Friday is, so for whatever reason, my family didn't do Black Friday shopping. It's never been a thing. Our tradition was always we like, we go out, we buy our Christmas tree, we decorate the house for Christmas. That's like what we do on Black Friday. And that is something, that is a tradition that I have kept in my life in Chicago. Um, And my roommates call it their favorite day of the year because they just sit around and watch me decorate the house. I love it. Um, Because I like, I get into it. I turn on Christmas music. I drink poinsettias, which is champagne and cranberry juice. Um,
1: oh, that's great. Ooh, I got to try that.
0: Um, Oh, it's so good. Um, and I like, I, you know, I love decorating and I talked, I talk to myself and talk to the ornaments that I'm putting on the tree and like every ornament, uh, you know, not every ornament, but a lot of ornaments have like sentimental yeah. value. So, and so, I'm constantly like opening a new box and being like, "Oh, this is from blah blah blah," and yeah, then hanging yeah, it on the yeah, tree. Yeah. Like, oh, remember when blah blah blah, and putting yeah. it on the tree. Um. So yes, that is my favorite holiday
1: tradition. I love it. I love it. Mine it's is decorative. getting a new ornament every year that like represents my year. I actually just <gasps> did yes. this yesterday at the Chris Kendall Market in Chicago. And it's like a pride flag for me coming Aww. out as bye. Bi- I know. I was like, my, baby, my year. It made me so happy. <laughs> okay. Best compliment you've ever been given.
0: Oh, um, um, so I was doing, um, which I was doing head over heels this past summer. Uh, which is a fantastic musical featuring music by The Go Go's.
1: It's so uh, fun! I had so much fun seeing that show. So
0: much fun! Uh, I played Pythio, which is the first uh, non-binary, the first like exclusively or explicitly non-binary character in a Broadway musical.
1: Yeah,
0: um, which is phenomenal. Huge deal! Which is yeah. an honor. Um, and one one of the audience members who like. I've never, I like, I, you know, I didn't, you know, know them in yeah. any way, shape or form, but um, like message me on Instagram after seeing the show and being like, I just want to let you know how much it meant to me and how, mm. um, how seen and represented I felt watching you Oh <laughs> I'm crying um, like
1: well, hearing you talk about this. <laughs>
0: um how much I how much I felt present mm-hmm. in seeing you perform. Um and they were like, I'm a non-binary actor, I'm going to school for theater, and I'm worried about being non-binary in this industry. Yeah. And um seeing you in this way has really given me the courage to um, feel more confident in who I am and Mm. where my life is going. And I wept in the lobby. Of course. Oh my God. It's pretty Um, amazing
1: getting messages like that. Like I don't it's I don't think the people who send them realize the impact that they have, but when I get messages that like me just being myself and and sharing openly on the podcast or with my book or whatever has helped that person like feel more themselves, it's just like i'm I'm probably sitting there on the couch like bawling my eyes out like I read every single one of those messages. so like yeah. if this that, take that as a lesson that if this or anything that you see or listen to or see on on Instagram or beyond impacts you, reach out to the person and, and let send them, them know. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and do that for Parker today. Um, <laughs> they deserve all the love. Okay. Um, I'm before I get to my last question that I ask all my okay. guests. I'm curious. Remember if how there, these were
0: supposed to be like rapid fire questions? Yeah, they are. I know we
1: talked. <laughs> um, I'm curious if there are any like particular resources that you would recommend whether it's a book or you know a podcast or a person who is really like an advocate in the space for non-binary trans life that you're like this person or this book has really helped me on my journey or anything like that for anyone who's listening
0: oh goodness okay um there are so many i mean first off there is um an online magazine called them okay um uh that has so many resources and materials. I mean, it's it's a lot of um, just LGBTQ life, yeah. and and um, that is one way that I've you know followed and connected with a lot of um, people online and things like that. Yeah. Um, oh God, I'm like trying to go through all of my. There's um, Jacob Tobia. <laughs> Um, who is another very inspirational person to me? They are a, uh, an advocate and a performance artist. Um, there's Theo Germain, who is an actor, um, who I have the, the pleasure of being with um, in Work in Progress, which yeah, is the TV yeah, show yeah, that I'm on. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and they're also in The Politician uh on netflix which is a great series if you haven't watched it yet cool um uh watch pose honestly watch pose if you have
1: is this on netflix yes it's okay. on
0: netflix season one and season two okay um cool i mean there are a million things yeah and i'm
1: i'll link these like, in the in the show notes for you guys too and if yeah. there's anything that you all um notice or, or have as resources for yourself like share tag us share let us know um because there really cannot be enough great ones and like
0: Follow hashtags on on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Like, hashtag trans is beautiful. Um, If you want to find people in, like, specifically the non-binary community, a popular hashtag is hashtag they them or hashtag non-binary. Yeah. Um, Cool. You can use those as well to, like broaden your
1: audience and also follow people in that space, follow Parker, which we'll talk about in a second on um, how they can do that. But um, okay. The last question I always ask is what does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life?
0: Oh, um, for me, it means, uh, waking up in the morning, excited, like and finding a reason to be excited about something that day, mm. um, and letting that energy uh, fuel you for that day.
1: Mm. And for me, that. a lot
0: of times, whether whether it's like, "Ooh, I'm so excited because I'm going to a party tonight," or it's like, "Ooh, I'm so excited because I am having pizza for lunch," or yeah. um, <laughs> it's like, "Ooh, I'm." don't really know if I'm excited for anything today. So I'm going to wear a, like- I'm to some make something exciting. Feels. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, and then how can the audience connect with you online? I know you have a big uh, presence on Instagram. So is that like kind of your main jam?
0: Yes. Instagram and Facebook are kind of my, my main uh, social medias. Um, and the handles for that, for both of those are Parkour Pierre, P-A-R-K-O-U-R-P-I-E-R-R-E. Um, bad, bad. which is odd because I don't, I don't do parkour at all,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. And
0: so I get a lot of like follows or like messages from people from like that's parkour really accounts. really funny. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I I've never I,
1: even thought about that. That's hilarious.
0: It's honestly, it came from, I think like freshman year yeah, of college, you, just have you know, before Instagram that. was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ray would always call me, our teacher, our professor Ray would yeah. always call me parkour. That's funny. And that stuck. It just stuck and with you. Here is like, I I feel, is my middle name. Yeah, I And love it. so
1: that's or Whatever, that. it works. I love it. Okay, cool. So make sure to go follow Parker and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart. Um, This thank has been you. such a wonderful conversation and I appreciate you so hard.
0: I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you.
1: <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you Parker so much for coming on and sharing your heart. And for everything that we talked about in today's episode, you can check it out in the show notes or head over to Amanda, forward slash podcast forward slash 80. And, uh, gosh, I'm going to miss you guys. Like what a concept. Um, I know these breaks are, are so uh, important for, for my personal sanity and really making sure I get all the content provided for you guys. But I genuinely miss talking to you every single week. So please don't be a stranger. Um, let me know how you like today's episode tag me and Parker. Um, and come and say, Hey, on Instagram. Um, I'm at Amanda Catherine Loy. I hang out there all the time. Um, and I love getting to know your hearts. Um, and if you want an even more deep in dive, um, and, and really to get into my sphere in an even more intentional level, make sure you grab, I chopped off my tits, um, over at Amanda forward slash book, or you can also head into my live your fuckiest life membership. Um, it is currently only $33 a month, um, of so much value in coaching and in, incredible shit. You get access to not just what we continue to work on, but everything that we've only already covered. Um, all the topics, all the guest experts, all of the trainings you get at the at your fingertips. It's kind of like Netflix for self-care. Um, and that price is going to be going up in the new year. So if you want to be a part of that space um, and have been thinking about it um, and want more in my sphere outside of just like hearing me in your earbuds every Thursday, um, head on over there. Um, you can check it out um, at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash membership, or just go to the show notes as well. Um, and you guys even have a 10% off coupon that you can use using L Y F Y L, which, you know, I'm here for you. So, um, all right. I love you guys. I'll see you on the flip side. Have an amazing rest of your year and I'll talk to you soon.